Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the NFL East Podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram and or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Hey, uh, better late than never, right? So, right, exactly. Little, had, little a, had a little bit of delay on our Thursday podcast. So here we go. Um, yeah. Broadcasting live on a Saturday. So here we go. Yeah. We're going to kick it. And um, we got a we got a good show. We went, we needed to get this show in before Sunday, I thought. Um, so I'm glad we could get it in today. We're going to do a little bit, talk a little bit about these young quarterbacks in the NFL East for a minute, of course. Um, but the big things this episode is we have our NFL East power rankings and our NFL East November preview. So that's pretty cool stuff. And um, that we're going to be able to get to. So how you been doing, man? Yeah, pretty good. Uh, yeah, there's going to be some good football games here coming up in November. You know, it's, uh, Dallas is uh, Thanksgiving time to shine. So there will be that. They play the Giants on Thanksgiving. So that'll be a, a, a good good game, good matchup on that day. So Right. And as we get into the previews, I think um, for or the month of October, we kind of underestimated the teams in the NFL East, you know, and we didn't quite think they were going to do as good as what they did, but it seems like for the month of November, almost everybody's schedule lightens up and are really playing teams with losing schedules. It's, it's, there's going to, I think there's going to be a lot of dubs come out of the NFL East for the month of November. Yeah. That's, that's what it looked like when I was doing my predictions. I was like, I was really struggling to find losses for some of these Game, exactly. you know what I mean? But you know there's going to be some upsets, so part there of my job be. is to call those upsets. So. Yeah, there will be. Uh, right. But, yeah, but it's, it's certainly looking one-sided on the schedule for the teams that are, you know, considered, like, I would say the power teams at the moment. You know, Right. I, so. I mean, I, I have the two New York teams that I was going over their schedules, and I, I really underestimated them in the month of October. Mm. Um, you know, I had them going – two and two and they went three and one and you know what I'm saying? I mean, just like, uh, you know, I had them going one in uh, New York. I don't know. It, it was terrible. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm kind of going to think, I, I, I think the time is going to drop for those guys though. Um, you know, their, their sub schedules for the month of November is, is kind of soft, but I don't see, I see people catching up with them. You know what I'm saying? And right. uh, they're just, they're a good team. And I, but I just think, you know, if they match up against another good team, especially the New York Jets with losing their star rookie running back that was really carrying that offense, you know, and um, I, the whole team is carried by that amazing young defense. But he, he was kind of the backbone of that offense and they didn't have to rely on Zach Wilson as much. But now they do. And so yeah. kind of see some some L's coming their way for the month of November. But, you know, uh, yeah. that's, just, that's just bad luck, you know. Yeah, but that's that's part of the growing pains, and uh, uh, it's actually you know will probably uh, uh, be good for Zach Wilson to you know right brave through that fire and kind of a uh, uh, yeah see if he could step up. That uh, right. that's a yeah. good segment, a good segue for our next. Um, so let's kick off a little bit of news from the East. We're going to take a look at uh, some of these young quarterbacks 
and then we'll get into our um, NFL East power rankings and, pre- and November preview. Sound good to you? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's do it. News from the East. All right, we're going to kind of have a little bit of fun with this. Um, what I want you to do is it's it's right at it's so weird that they added another game because this used to be the halfway mark of the season. Right. You know, it's so it's so clean or easy when you can go eight and eight. But now you right. can't do that because, you know, yeah, they almost need to add another game to make it balance again. Right, go ahead and add <laughs> another game and balance it out for us. But um, what I want to do is I want to take a look at the NFL NFL East young quarterbacks halfway through the season. How do you feel about these young quarterbacks? Do you feel like the teams should be leaning towards signing them to a new deal, moving on from them, or does that quarterback halfway through the season still leave them undecided? So that's uh, kind of like, which way is it leaning? That's right. We're going to go through, we're going to talk about Tua, Daniel Jones, Mac Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Zach Wilson which are the uh, two, three, and four-year quarterbacks in the NFL East. It's amazing how many young quarterbacks we have, you know, making up these eight teams. That's pretty cool. Right, and they're uh, they're all performing at a high level, so. Uh, yeah, well, well yeah. some of them are. Let's, <laughs> let's get into <laughs> well, it. So. <laughs> I mean, nobody's really dogging it out here, I don't think. Right. Yeah, nobody's, in, nobody's really uh, under the threat of losing their starting job. I'll say that much. Mm, well, yeah, we've already had some uh, a little bit of well <laughs> controversy in New England. I feel, like so, yeah. I feel like you're singling one person out, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. I got a couple of guys I really need to talk about because okay, uh, okay, uh, but okay. Well, let's go ahead. Um, let's go ahead and start. In my opinion, with the hard one, um, I say Tua Tungavailoa. Where do you think? Do you think the Miami Dolphins should be thinking about signing them, moving on from them, or still undecided? Right. So here, here's the, the big question, Mark, uh, and it applies to two, and I'm going to put Hurts in there as well because I think they're in the same boat there. Um, uh, they're both having, you know, improved years, right? I, like I think uh, uh, they've graduated from being rookies, Jalen Hurts and and Tua, right? So that, uh, but the the dilemma is that when you re-sign these people and you you make them your franchise quarterback at that point. And you have to pay them franchise quarterback money. You just have right. to. That's how it works. Now, if you don't want to, if you don't, you can franchise tag people. You can play around that way. You can, uh, 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 you can actually move on. You know, two is, uh, you know, he was a first round draft pick, so he's he's got up to five years on his, available to Miami, right? So they can. Right. They, he's a, this is his third year. So he this has is his third year. Years. So they can have two more years, and they probably, if they decide they want to keep him for sure, they will want to sign him as early as possible. That would be smart. But sometimes teams don't do that. But uh, uh, the question you have to ask is, is that person going to be worth that much of that high percentage of your salary cap? Or can you just draft another rookie that can come in and maybe not be as good, maybe not even have as much potential, but you can get them to a brand new four year contract, five year contract. If you pick one in the first round and uh, you know, even uh, uh use them as an understudy to say to or hurts. Those are the people I'm really talking about. Uh, So it may be a pure business decision that the team thinks that they're playing well. You can, you can win with these players, 
but can you win with somebody else for less than a what a franchise quarterback will cost you? So right. exactly. So it's going to be tough. Uh, I feel like Tua, you know, he, uh, him and McDaniel's can really develop into a a good coach quarterback combo. Um, if Tua, you know, learns the system down pat, it would be worthwhile to keep him. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's going to be going to be up to the team really see how they want to invest in their in that their quarterback position because they may right. not even want a franchise quarterback. Exactly. If, they, if they feel like their team is is built around an average quarterback, you know that that can just do enough to carry the team. Uh, they may, you know, you can invest in a draft player, keep somebody around for another four, four or five years, and still have all your salary to continue to invest in tight ends and defensive edge rushers and stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah, I think uh, as far as Tua's concerned, I think the Miami Dolphins have kind of showed their hand, um, at least moving in the the, um, the near future that they gave away all their draft picks. They no longer have draft picks in the first round. They don't have a way of getting any rookies coming out um, this next, you know, in 2023 draft. So they kind of showed their hand that they're going with Tua. I think what the plan is, they're going with Tua for the next two years. Um, He's going to have to show them over the next couple of years because I don't think – it's kind of funny. Everybody's like – uh, a lot of Miami Dolphins fans and and uh, the media are with the Chubb signing are like Miami Dolphins. They're Super Bowl contenders now. And I'm like, oh, really? Wasn't it just two weeks ago that Tua had a great drive against uh, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and then struggled the whole rest of the game? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like if we could see the Tua we've seen in the first three drives – Every game, if we that's the way he plays all the time, then hell yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. So he he can do it, but can he do it? You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, that's the real question. And not only that, you have his durability because once again, he's this is his third year, and for three years straight, he has got hurt and missed multiple games. That's just a, a fact. He had that problem in college, and he's carried that into the NFL. Um, can't if you can't, he can't be the future franchise quarterback if he's only playing half the games in a year. You need your franchise quarterback to be there every week, week in, week out, you know, maybe one or two games every now and then, not, um, you know, a handful of games every year. And that's all he's showing so far. So I think he needs the next couple of years. So I'm going to put him in this still undecided category, and he could stay there for a couple of years. (laughs) So, you know, with that fifth-year option, he could stay there for the next couple of years. So. Yeah, that's what I think. Because he, he does show flashes, and he shows the ability to do it. So. Yeah, and I like that. I like that too. It's gotten better every year. He's gotten right. a little bit, a little more game savvy, a little more smarter. Uh, I think he's a high quality quarterback. Uh, hopefully, he just if he continues to develop for another two years, then uh, he's going to be a franchise quarterback somewhere. But right, um, and you know Miami can actually extend him for another year, two years after that if they want to franchise tag him without. Um, yeah, but then you get into the you know the cousins kind of stuff where you're paying sure. um, you know a lot of money for that. Course. Yeah, it's not really a smart strategy by the 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 team. The team should try to uh, extend them as early as possible, like they did with Brad Bradley Chubb. Um, uh, go ahead and 
go ahead and push that contract out and and um you know your that that cap hit will be a lot lesser over time if you the earlier you right. do it so exactly and, right. and i don't think i don't think that's a smart thing to do but what i do think is through the rest of this season and over the next season um Tua can prove to us not not that it is he talented enough. We know that he's talented enough already. Can he do that on a consistent basis? But more importantly, can he stay healthy? If he what if what if he misses another five games, another four games this year? That'll be seven, six, seven games that he's missed this year. You can't move forward with a quarterback that misses six, seven games every year. You can't do it because yeah. you were lying to let you get two starters, you know what I'm saying? But who can afford that? So, right. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, that's the problem moving forward. Yeah. That's right, definitely going to be a, a knock on, on, uh, uh, to a, depending on, you know, if he can play that, play out the rest of the year healthy, then I wouldn't hold that. If, if he plays out the rest of this year healthy and doesn't yeah. miss any next year or, right. you know, one or two games or something next year, and that's it, then he's proven that he can play, you know, 90% of the games and he's ready to move forward and going into that fifth year, you know, with that fifth year option. So, um, and, and I think that's cool. Now here, if there was ever a quarterback before the season started, I would be like, Nope, this is his last year. He's done for um, the New York football giants need to figure out quarterback situation moving forward. Now, halfway through the season, he has changed my mind. I think Daniel Jones has put up a pretty good argument of why that, they should be thinking about signing him. What do you think? Do you think um, they should sign him and move on, or really, you still you can't be you can't be too unde- still undecided on Daniel Jones because out of these quarterbacks, he is the only one in his fourth year, so. right? And I think uh, the the Giants probably regret not picking up that fifth year option on him, um, right? And that looks like a bad move at this point because of what a great season uh, Daniel Jones has had so far. Uh, a high quality season, you know, uh, his best season without a doubt. Like yeah, uh, by far, it, it really uh, does kind of make him look stupid for not picking up that fifth year option. Right. Because <laughs> they, now they, <laughs> they have to, now they're going to have to pay him more than that fifth year would have cost or, or let him go, which, and then they don't have, they don't have a, a incoming quarterback and they're look like they're not going to get a, or even a top 15 draft pick if they keep winning right. games. So exactly. I think you almost you need to try to um, sign him is what I would say. I would say they need to think about start thinking about signing him at one of the lower starting quarterback um, uh, salaries is what is what I would say. Right. Like, I don't think his market value is going to be up there in the top 10 quarterbacks, you know, for sure. No, Not at all. Right. But uh, but a team would be glad to have that performance that that he's given the Giants right now. And it looks like him and their new coach there. He's really uh, bringing out the best of them because yeah, the, yeah. The, Brian Brian Dable is really moving the offense and using the offense to shine or to highlight his abilities right. and and is like okay, well, what does Daniel Jones do? He he takes a look at what Daniel Jones does good and then builds the uh, and builds and structures the offense around that right and around Saquon Barkley. So right, and that's something that Daniel Jones has not had. He has not had exactly. a exactly. Uh, He's had terrible uh, coaching. Uh, any kind of high quality coaching, and he came from Duke, so they're not necessarily SEC powerhouse kind of uh, uh, college coaching that he's getting from there either. So you know, this could be like um, you know n- a new territory for Daniel Jones. Uh, yeah, he's having a good so- season. So this, I'm, I'm certainly impressed. I would have uh, had him on the bench at this point uh, in my preseason predictions. 
You know, right. I, mean, I know me too. And me now too. it's like, who's going to, who's going to put him on the bench? <laughs> right. Exactly. So he, he, he doesn't do a, a million things. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers out there, but um, if he stays within his game, he does have great athleticism and he's got a pretty strong arm, you know, yeah, and he, uh, he can keep things alive with his legs too. Right. But he reads defenses pretty well. Um, he, he's really, especially over the last handful of weeks started making smarter decisions um, not turning the ball over as much, um, yep. th- those types of things. So it's good. All right, let's go with uh, Jalen Hurst, thir- third year quarterback, um, undefeated. I love what Jalen Hurst said after the Thursday night game, which here in just a few we're going to um, take a look back and get to do the takeaways from that game. But um, Jalen Hurst said, I've been 8-0 before, and we lost the national championship. We, I, I'm focused one game at a time is what yeah. he said. That's is pretty cool, man. I like it. I like, um, he was a, a winning, you know, winning, but he, but he had the transfer. He, he's, he kind of, you know, has had the career so far where everybody's doubted him and, um, they doubted him in college. Um, that's why he had the transfer. They doubted it, you know, um, and, and now he's here. Nobody gave him a shot. You know, everybody passed on him. Um, you know, um, but, Philadelphia has seen something in, you know what I'm saying? And they took him and they've really, I think he's, he's made a, he's made an argument that he needs to be signed. That's what I think. So what yeah. do you, how do you feel? Yeah. So Jalen Hurts is actually a second round draft pick. So he's only, he does not get a fifth year option. So yeah, yeah that's what yeah. I was saying. Everybody passed on him in the first yeah. round. Every team had passed right. on him. Right. So. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks when, went in that round or that, that draft as well. If I remember right. But uh, yeah, so he's what in year three? I think he's, I believe he's in year yeah, three. He's, so he's, year three. One he's, more year. he's in the same draft as uh, Tua Tungavalo. Right. So um, Philadelphia, like Miami, they're going to have to make a decision as well on uh, whether they want to keep uh, Jalen Hurts as their future quarterback as well, because uh, they do have their draft picks. They didn't, they didn't make that decision like Miami did. They, uh, they still have two, two, uh, First round draft picks that could, you know, that Saints pick could be a top 10 pick for sure. Right. So uh, I personally don't think that they will keep Jalen Hurts. I think okay. they'll, I think they can uh, find another quarterback with the picks that they have. Even if they get a second or third round quarterback, uh, let him, let him sit on the bench and, uh, uh, you know, study behind Jay, Jalen Hurts next year and then just let Jalen right. Hurts walk. Uh, okay. okay. Say, yeah, say Jalen like Hurst. Say Jalen Hurst. He's gonna. I mean, the statistics say they're going to the playoffs this year. So, sure. um, say they go. He takes them to the playoffs. Well, they win. Say 12, 13 games. They go to the playoffs. They win one playoff game, then get sent home. They still aren't going to sign him. Not when they can draft another player and. Uh, they can wow. they can draft another player to do what he does, you know. Yeah, you yeah. Said, uh, but, you know, but I mean, oh, and he was over the last three pick. years, he's gotten better and better with his arm. You can see that. We've right. seen these quarterbacks before develop into um, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was strictly a runner when he first came into the season into the league, and he, we've watched his arm develop and his smartness on reading defenses develop. You don't think Jalen Hurst has the same ability to to possibly be as good as Lamar Jackson? 
No, I don't think he's got. Okay. I don't think he's right. got nearly the arm talent yeah. that Lamar Jackson has. But I think also think also think Lamar Jackson is one of the top, definitely a top ten quarterback. Yeah, me right. too. <laughs> like he, like and he always right. has been since he's been in the league. He's been right. You know, as long as he's you know got playing time, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I yeah. guess I guess that's the yeah. answer then, right there. If right. if their if their management and coaches feel the same way about Jalen Hurst that you do, that he is not. He doesn't have the ability to be a top ten quarterback. Then yes, they need to move on. Um, yeah. But if they feel like there's, if they see glimpses of that, if they feel like that's a chance, if he's, you know, he's taking them to the playoffs, they're still undefeated halfway through the season. Um, I think you have to. I think you would have to sign him and give him a shot. I, maybe, I, I maybe. don't know, but so. it could be a testimony to the fact that you have a a great all around team. Right. right, exactly. And, and, you do. You do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you've, and, and, and they like they've added uh, good pieces in the offseason, like AJ Brown and and uh, you know their secondary. You know, right. showing up their defense, filling those holes up. Um, yeah, I don't know why they don't think they could uh, draft somebody, say a second round draft pick, a, a a mobile quarterback that you know hard to you know defend against the run, a, a sort of Trey Lance type player sitting there at number 22 right you know and uh pick that guy you've got him for five years and you don't have to give him franchise quarterback money and you you know so i think that like the philadelphia has a load of options there they're gonna have to determine what what do they what they think Jalen hurts ceiling is right right and that's what they need to go from yeah he's having a great season right now but his throwing percentage is 58 percent you know uh, he, you know, he did throw some downfield passes on the game Thursday when we talk about it, but, but generally he is a screen pass, you know, he's a right. read option. He he reads two options, you know, he's, he, he reads one option and then decides to do, you know, accept that or run. Right. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm not even sold on his ability to read defenses and, and manip- manipulate defenses as much, but he is, you know, he's a good runner and, um, you know, he's gelling with the talent around him, but, Philadelphia will have to make that decision. Like, yep. can, they, can somebody else do that? I agree. Because hey, he he forty million dollars to to throw fifty eight percent. Right, he is kind of in that same level as Tua, being he um, he is in his third year and does not have the fifth year option. Tua at least does have the fifth year option. So, because he was a first round player. All right, the last two quarterbacks we need to take a look at. I they're both. They're only second-year quarterbacks, so I still think they're developing. It ain't even really time to make that decision yet on them. So I kind of think, you know, um, uh, moving on is really not an option, and signing probably isn't an option because they they really haven't given us enough. Um, So still undecided, but which way are they leaning is kind of what I'm thinking. Um, And I think they're both leaning the exact same way, and that's uh, um, that you need to – start thinking about a backup plan. Cause I don't know if neither one of these guys are going to work. And of course I'm talking about Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Lou, go ahead and start with Mac Jones. Mac Jones in his first year came out, played pretty good, a little bit above average, which was great for a rookie. He played way above average for a rookie quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But, um, um, and yeah, he's, for- he's kind of had that sophomore slump. Um, now what I think it is, I, I think it has nothing to do with his abilities it's all about the coaching. I think he lost his offensive coordinator. He's um, had problems picking up the new offense, um, which is really weird because one, the one thing Mac Jones really had going for him was his intelligence, was his smarts. 
And I figured he would pick up, you know, it didn't bother me that Josh McDaniels left. I figured he would pick up the new offense and be flying in it because, you know, he's not great and athletic or anything like this, but he's a really smart and smart quarterback that makes good decisions. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've seen in Mac Jones year one. And um, we haven't seen that, man. We've seen him struggle. We've seen him get into that groove where he's throwing interceptions every game. You know what I'm saying? And that's not a good look in your second year. And if you carry those kind of traits into your third year, they're going to have to have a plan to move on from you. And, and personally, I don't think the plan is the guy sitting behind you from Western Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Cause I think yeah. you need somebody, I think, I think Max more talented than Zappy, you know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, you're going to, he's eventually going to hit a wall and I think Zappy is going to end up being a, a really good backup quarterback in the league. Um, and, and, you know, come in, win a handful of games for your team. But we're talking about potential um, cornerstones moving forward for these franchises. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're trying to determine. Last year, I would have said Mac Jones is leaning towards yes. This year, I have to say halfway through the season, Mac Jones is leaning toward no. I can't. I, I have to start putting, you know, and so maybe we'll look at it. We'll take a let's just take a look at the rest of the season, see how he does. And even if he even if he does end the season as bad as it started for him, I mean, still had one good year, one bad year. Let's see what the third year is. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's an excellent an analysis, I think, on Mac Jones. Um, yeah. He certainly like uh, overperformed being the fifth quarterback taken in the last year's draft or so. He was just, uh, made it to an all pro, you know, eventually. So he, he had a he had a really nice uh, rookie season. Uh, overperformed his weight class. I didn't see that. <laughs> that's that's a great quote by Gus. Good good point, Gus. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, you're talking about Tua. We're not talking about Prescott right now. <laughs> <laughs> talking about rookie quarter, young quarterbacks. People haven't right. haven't proved themselves yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so yeah, Mac job, but this year Mac Jones definitely kind of hit a wall a little bit and kind of hit that sophomore slump, like you said, right? Um, yeah, I'm still. Uh, I would, I, I, you know, I think you have to put a little bit of the responsibility on the offensive coordinator situation that they've got in the, um, definitely uh, New England. Uh, the lexicon for you know offensive lexicon I think is critical to you know success, and they he may not really have that with defensive coordinators <laughs> running yeah, your exactly. offense. You know what I mean? So exactly. so there could be like a a little bit of a you know a learning curve going on there. And but if I'm New England, I'd still would give I'd almost replace my offensive coordinator situation before I'd replace Mac Jones at this point, because yeah, I, still I definitely like, would. Yeah, but I would have done that. I would have done that coming into this year. Right. But we are talking about Bill Belichick. So. Right. And he, he, he's convinced he knows what he's, what he's doing there. But, right. you know, this may work over the course of the season. You know, I'd like to see where Mac Jones is standing at the end of the season as opposed to you know, his exactly. kind of his rough start and where he's not uh, right now. And and, has, and that's, what, that's what I'm saying. Halfway through the season, he's leaning towards, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's leaning towards a bad season towards right. finding a replacement. Yeah. I yeah. don't mean that's the decision. I mean, that's just the way he's leaning towards. And I think the same could go for Zach Wilson. Also, um, yeah. also second year quarterback, Zach Wilson, um, Zach Wilson, we need to start taking a look at his injuries also, you know, um, well, he, he's gotten hurt both years. Um, yeah, so far he's not he's not had a really clean uh, start to his career. Um, right. I, I I do feel like the Jets are all going to be all in on on uh, Zach Wilson. They 
they haven't had a franchise quarterback and I since I can remember, right? They've always had right. somebody's leftover, somebody at the end of their career, you know, the Joe Flacco's or right. or an early investment in a quarterback that turns out to not be very good. Right. So, Sam so uh, right. Zach Wilson Zach Wilson's got some obvious traits that you want in a quarterback. He's got a you know one of the strongest arms in the league, probably. You know, he's got a naturally strong arm. Uh, uh, remember, Josh Allen came in the league with a strong arm, but no accuracy. And it took him two or three years to really kind of hone that skill and become, be the kind of force of a quarterback that he is now. So right. I, I I don't see the Jets kind of going away from that with Zach Wilson. But like you said, if he's injured every year, that's going to be an issue. And that, right. that may be something that maybe he's not, uh, you know, built tough enough to withstand the brutality of the NFL. Yeah. But I would say until that fifth year comes, I just like, I don't, I just don't see the jets moving on because they, you know, it could be 20 years before they get another quarterback. They're just going to have right. to stick with it. As long as yeah. They can. yeah. They've kind of got lucky with uh going from Sam Darnold to him because it was, you know, Sam Darnold was a bust. They were, they still had the, a bunch of draft picks. They did, you know, um, yeah, uh, acquire some draft picks, was able to get uh, Zach Wilson and get, you know, kind of have it a, a mulligan. You know what I'm saying? A, a little bit a yeah. over with that and actually get something for Sam Darnold. So, um, yeah, I'm with you. It's only the second year. He definitely has showed a little bit of ability. Um, he two things that Zach Wilson has shown me that he has the ability of doing one. He has the ability if, if he has a strong a player on his offense, a, a strong running back, wide receiver, somebody that doesn't affect him. You know, somebody that somebody that can um, uh, not allow or not make him carry the team. Um, Zach Wilson does pretty good. Zach Wilson, do, you know, he'll he'll allow that. Be a good follower, not you know, a game manager, not turn the ball over. Those types of things. Um, the other thing Zach Wilson has shown me is that he doesn't have the ability to do that to do that on his own. At least not right now. He can't carry a team. He um he might be able to carry a team for a quarter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. But but soon if they fall behind, he will start making those dumb decisions. He's a little bit of a gunslinger that needs to be coached up. Um, Ro- uh, Robert Sala is a great coach, but he's a defensive coach. And so who you know who do you have around him? Who do you have that can hone in that? that strong arm, you know, that ability help him um, make those smart decisions of, you know, um, checking the ball down or throwing it away or, you know, maybe even running and sliding a little bit. Um, Quit trying to force it into those tight windows that you could have made in college, but you can't make here in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's, uh, probably we can wrap it up maybe, but um, uh, Zach Wilson, because of his background is, is, you know, probably his high school and college, uh, he probably didn't get the same sort of coaching and uh, sort of grooming that, say, Tua did, or even Jalen Hurts, I guess, um, right. coming you know coming from non traditional football schools and stuff like that. Exactly. So, yeah. So he still got to he's got to get his football ac- acumen acumen I think knowledge yeah. down to you know to match his physical skills. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes it's, it's, you know, sometimes you're, you turn into Josh Allen, you know, you kind of piece it all together and figure it out, or you just turn into a big gun that, you know, it's going to give you two or three turnovers a game and nothing you can do about it. 
Right. Exactly. You know? So we'll see, but yeah, it's still early on them. Cool. Uh, All right. Let's, uh, let's switch gears a little bit. The next thing I want to do is take a look at our power rankings at the beginning of every month. We, um, take a look at thus far in, um, the, in a, in this season, and we rank the NFL East um, teams one through eight. Last month, in the month of October, we had the Dolphins at one, Eagles at two, Bills at three, Cowboys at four, Giants at five, Pats at six, and the Jets at seven, Washington wrapping it up at eight. So, um, I think, you know, uh, right now the Pats and Washington both are setting up four and four. Jets are at five and three. Giants at six and two. Cowboys at six and two. Bills at six and one. Eagles, you know, seven and zero. Now eight and zero. And Dolphins are at five and three. So our job is to um, redo this power ranking to um, kind of match where they're at now. Over this last month, we had Dolphins at one. That definitely is not the case. I think there's uh, two or three teams that deserve to be ahead of them now. But uh, like we do every month, we'll go ahead and start with eight. Um, last month, we had Washington. Do you still think Washington is the weakest team in this division? I, uh, I'm i going to say yes. Or these two divisions? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna say yes, but not by much. <laughs> right. You know, right. Uh, they're, they're, I'm, I'm still going to give them, um, so they, they have a lot of question marks, especially with, you know, the, their quarterback situation is even that's the more, biggest more shaky than it's ever been. But, yeah. um, I but, mean, to, to tell you the truth, I think, I think we've just talked about two of them, but eight, seven, and six, all three have quarterback issues. Um, and we just talked about two of the quarterbacks. Just yeah, I, I've got the same order there. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the Washington as the worst team, but just squeaking by the Jets and the Pats. So okay, so um, what order do you want to put them in um, for seven and six? Uh, it's kind of hard. It's really weird. I, I kind of want to put the Pats at seven and the Jets at six, but um, in the November preview, when they match up, I have New England beating the Jets. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, only because they got Belichick and, um, you know, going up against Zach Wilson, I think they could scheme better. So I, I yeah. my person, and they're both have great defenses. And that's what realistically what I'm ranking here are the defenses. And, mm-hmm. and you're, you know, I'm willing to put the Pats at six because they do have Bill Belichick and a great defense, you know, which yep. means a little bit more than a great defense and, in Sala, you know what I'm saying, but not by much. And Sala's really building a name, so it's pretty right. close. Right, it'll be interesting to see how this bottom sort of fell, fares out throughout the the month because you know we can get a couple of upsets. You know, maybe Jets beat Buffalo or Washington beats Philadelphia, and then you know right. then they've proven that they're not the worst out of the eight teams that we were we're, we're picking. So, exactly. but I I have I have the Pats at number six and the Jets at seven and then Washington. Okay. At eight. And I'm cool Over. with that. Let's do yeah, that. I think we're kind of on the same page on that, that part. Okay. Yep. Sounds great. All right. So we got Washington at eight Jets at seven Pats at six. Um, I think uh, my personal opinion is I think the G men stay strong at five. Um, that's what we had them in October. <laughs> and I think they've proven that. I did. I forgot to send you my, uh, my power ranking list. I should have sent it right. to you because uh, right. it looks like you're reading it right now. 
<laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's good. Guy, uh, that's good. I like when we agree. Right. Well, I mean, I think uh, I, I'm with you too. The Giants, uh, you know, I don't think they're, you know, uh, they would never not have been my top four or five pick out of these out of the NFC East, but I can't put them lower than five with their record and how they've been playing. Exactly. You know, exactly. They're, uh, they've proven that they're they can beat good teams, and that's a style of play that not everybody likes to play against. So, right. you know, yep. that that sort of like dominant running threats. Yep, I totally agree. Um, for um. I mean, sad to say, I think my Dolphins dropped from one to four. That's my opinion. Um, but what do you? Who do you got it for? I have the Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay, there you yeah. go. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say about the Pats. I do think uh, the reason I put them over the Jets earlier is because uh, I think um, Mac Jones probably will work his way out of that slump. I feel like they're kind of starting to get it together a little bit, you know. Uh, so. I think they're trending in the right direction. That's why I think they're trending higher than the jets are. Uh, but at number four at the dolphins, uh, you know, they've, they don't look like the number one team, but they, you know, top five, top five. You yeah. Know, you know, top four. So yeah, I have a, yeah. I, I mean, the only reason why they're at four um, in the NFL East um, it's because the NFL East has some good teams. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, get, they got they don't only got some good teams for the NFL East. They got some good teams for the whole NFL. So yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like right. uh, two I, out of the top three kind of thing. So right, just my opinion. But all right, so three. Who do you got coming in at three? Uh, I have the Cowboys at number three. Although I feel like they should be number two, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna show some respect for the Eagles being eight and zero. That's that's uh that's always a hard thing to do to okay so i'm guessing you got you would round it out cowboys eagles bills that's it yeah okay yeah uh the Um, cowboys i'm comfortable with that i uh yeah i'm comfortable with that i I would have put the cowboys at number two because i actually think that their uh uh their ceiling is really starting to rise too uh dak prescott's come back he's played two games already um he's looked good he's looked better in each game uh Ty, uh, Tyron Smith, our left tackle, who uh, ripped his uh, hamstring yep. uh, in preseason, um, he's scheduled to come back in about three to four weeks. For some reason, didn't you call that? Didn't you say he was going to come back? Right, right. Because yeah, because people. I thought all, you said that at the, beginning. at the time. There's a lot of people thinking he was done for. That he's probably just going to retire. That yeah, well, there's a lot of people that was thinking that Dallas's season was done. They certainly did. The, so. Right, and it, it looked bleak because now we yeah. had to put, we end up having to put a rookie uh, left tackle out there who's been playing nice, you know, except right, except exactly. the performance on his part. But yeah, so I called it. I was like, you know, this hamstring injury. It's uh, it's not as worse. It's not not as bad as people think it think it is. You know, it's it's just really a surgery, and then it once you're, uh, you know, healed up from that surgery, your leg is stronger than it was before the surgery. Right. So, exactly. so there's a good chance that you know we could have too many often too many good offensive players or offensive line players, and you know we got to figure out how to, who's going to have to sit down. Um, right. So that's a good problem to have, which but is a nice problem to have. Exactly, especially, that's what I was especially when the weather starts turning cold and you want to start running the ball and things like that. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, so I've got it. I've got the Cowboys at three, but man, it is, it is pushing that number two Eagle slot. Yep. So. Yep. So that's good. And so I, and I think going into December, we'll have a better look, you know, we'll have a better look at that. They do not play 
um, the Eagles again until December. So let's see how um, both teams, well, really all three teams, um, Bills, Eagles, and Cowboys, all in the Dolphins. I would throw the Dolphins in there too. Let's take a look at how all four teams do with their November schedules, who comes out um, hotter and, and, um, and kind of just take it from there. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think the Cowboys has the potential of passing up the Eagles in this power rankings. Okay. So to wrap it up, um, NFL East power rankings, the November edition, we have Buffalo Bills coming in at one Eagles, two Cowboys, three, my dolphins drop from one all the way to four giants. Stay put at five Pats jets and Washington is six, seven and eight. Um, what does Washington need to do to get out of the cellar? Tell me, what do they need to do? They're on a two game winning streak. Ain't they? Um, yeah. Uh, with Heineke, I should with Heineke, say, yeah. with a backup quarterback. What do they need to do to get out of the cellar? This is two months in a row that they they have been at the bottom. So is there any possible, um, you know, do they just need the Giants and Jets to lose a bunch of games? What do they well, need to do to get out right. of the bottom? So, uh, Well, if you wanted to segue into the Washington schedule here, uh, uh, the best <laughs> thing they can do is win some games. Uh, exactly. You know, especially their first two weeks uh, or the next two weeks for the commanders uh, are – Minnesota and at Philly. If they win one of those two games, I, I'd move them up. You know, I'd, that would that would be enough. To, if they win one of the, one of those two, I'd move them up. Definitely move them up over the Jets. Cool. Unless the Jets All beat right. the Bills, and then you got to respect that. <laughs> and then you <laughs> so, definitely be respect. So yeah, that, so. winning winning ball games. That's gonna that's gonna. You know that's why Philly's right. number two. Right. Exactly. They just keep winning. All right, cool. Sounds good. Let's go ahead and um, switch gears. Let's do move to games of the week. Um, in games of the week, we are going to be taking a look at our November preview. That is weeks 9 through 12. So um, let's kick it. Games of the week. All right, before we jump into the November preview, let's take a look back at our October preview. Um, October preview, I predicted the Dolphins going three and one um, in the month of October. They did not. They went two and two. Um, and uh, NFL boy Brandon predicted his Pats going three and one. They did not. They went two and two. Those were the only two um picks that were over <laughs> and yeah. we underestimated all of the other teams <laughs> so it was kind yeah. of i felt good about the dolphins uh nfl boy brandon felt good about the pats um both of them let us down and every other team overachieved we had uh you rich you pick you that's i don't understand this but you had the buffalo bills going one and two for the month of october they went three and oh yeah that didn't happen that didn't <laughs> I, I think that was that slide that you were talking about. That was the slide you were expecting. So yeah, I gotta say, I don't. I, f I feel like they're they're not not near as explosive as they were the first month of the season. But the slide isn't very significant. They're still there, and right. uh, and they held their own against Kansas City. Uh, uh, that little comeback win they had there, honestly, and uh, yeah, throughout the tough schedule, they're winning games. So I'm gonna, exactly. I'll definitely change up on. <laughs> we'll we'll oh, be changing is. that up for the month of November. <laughs> right, right. I, I'll respect what they did. Cool. 
All right, another team that overachieved. I had the Jets going two and two, which I thought was great. 500 for the month of October. Let's go Jets. No, they went three and one. How is that? Um, turned out some big wins in that month, um, like the uh, win against the Packers, for instance. Um, that would have been the two and two I was talking about. So uh, Cowboys, Rich, you had your Cowboys going two and two, going 500 in the month of October, and they surprised you with three and one. Did your um, backup quarterback do a little bit better than you thought he was going to do, or what happened there? Well, I was, I was certainly hoping they would win that Philly game there. But, yeah, uh, yeah, Cooper Rush, uh, yeah, he went four and one uh, without, you know, with Dak on the injured reserve. But, uh, yeah, certainly certainly overperformed there. Can't, couldn't really predict uh, uh, his uh, success rate, rate. Although I feel like I predicted that defense being stellar. Right. So yeah, which yeah, that's, that, that's what, that's what, it, what, what got them. But right. Well, here's a prediction that you were uh, just like the Buffalo bill. Something's wrong with you, Rich. Cause uh, <laughs> you were, you were extremely wrong. You had the Philadelphia Eagles going one and two. And of course we know they're still undefeated today. And yeah. uh, of course, so of course they went three and oh, cause they had, the uh, line, so. yeah, yeah. They're, uh, you know, they just play a lot of easy teams. So they far. their schedule, a lot of, their schedule uh, is ridiculously is easy. Soft. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know they don't play the Giants until December as well. They're right. going to go through most of the season before they have to face the Giants or the Cowboys, the other two top teams in their uh, uh, conference. Their although they, their although they did beat a, a Dak Prescott less Cowboys team, right? But, um, but yeah, they're coasting. I think so. that I think that helped them a little bit. <laughs> it did, yeah. Right. Well, I had the G-Men. Um, speaking of them, I had them going two and two. And, of course, uh, we know in the month of October they went three and one. So I did uh, one game better than what I picked. And NFL boy Brandon had the Washington Commanders going two and two, and they went three and one. So every, you know, all the teams, we got to get a little bit better at this. But it's kind of cool. We were all within one game of our picks other than you with the uh, with the two teams being uh, probably the two best teams because we just did the power rankings, the Bills and the Eagles. So um, you need to get a little bit better at predicting them, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, I might have some, uh, some biases there as well I need to overcome. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. A little bit of wishful thinking on the Eagles from, from me. Right. Right. But right. it'll it'll come. It'll all work through. I'm just getting the universe to get in sync. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and dive into our November preview, um, weeks 9 through 12. So what we're going to do, um, for those of you all who have not been with us, um, what we do is every month we break down um, every team in the NFL East, all eight teams, take a look at each one of their schedules, and we predict the uh, wins and losses, what we what schedule we think they're going to come out with, um, come out of the month with. So let's go ahead and start with the one that already has a game into the month, which would be the Eagles Thursday night football, Eagles, Texans. Um, Eagles were able to go into Houston and come out with the win 29 to 17. Um, so go ahead and uh, break that game down just a um, you know, sentence or two or whatever you got on it and go ahead and give us the rest of your prediction for the month of November. Eagles. Yeah. So uh, um, the, Eagles, the Eagles actually uh, struggled with this uh, Houston team for a little bit of the game. Um, although the Texans quarterback 
just terrible. <laughs> he really like handed that game to New England or to uh, Philly there in the second half. I thought he had a I thought he had a good game until he started throwing those interceptions. That was yeah. the problem. He started making some some really fatal mistakes. I there, think he but. looked a lot like Zach Wilson up until that point. I mean, he looked uh, okay. You know, he looked, he looks like an NFL quarterback that's yeah hasn't played a lot of games. That's what, right, that's what exactly, like. and needs to clean up and quit making yeah. dumb decisions and try to fit the ball into tight. Right, and you need to throw it away or run the ball or slide or something. You know what right, I'm saying? You right. and it, it, I put him in the same category. He looked a lot like Zach Wilson. Dude. Yeah. He really did. Uh, uh, Lovey Smith is coaching that Houston team, by the way. Uh, I, right. Uh, how does he get? How does he keep getting jobs? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, like he's he's right. been mediocre no, with twenty seven different teams, but. Uh, right. Um, but anyway, yeah, but the running game for Houston really, uh, uh, exploited the Eagles defense that they're not a great run stopping team. Um, but they played that's with, the way to beat them. So it, it really is, but that's a team that's built the Eagles. They're built to play with the lead and they do a good job because their secondary can, uh, uh they ball hawk pretty well. But, uh, and if you're behind, you don't run on, you know, you don't run unless you're, Chicago for some reason, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Just continue to run even though if you're 20 points behind. But um, so you know Houston, uh, you know they'll be making their rounds through the NFC East as well. But uh, they're actually you know maybe they're kind of going to be a fun team to watch with some of the players that they got. But the Eagles um, holding steady. Jalen Hurts did make some nice throws. Uh, I think that he had a he had a a nice touchdown to uh, Zach Hurst that was. Uh, pretty well placed ball. So, right. you know, kind of a counterpoint to me dogging Jalen hurts out earlier, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right. right. But, uh, you know, it there, he played, he's, uh, you know, that's a very conservative offense. And as long as they're, you know, ahead in the game, you know, they look good. It'll be interesting to see how they play against green Bay here, but, um, which will on my prediction, <laughs> For the Eagles, should I just go ahead and give the next four games? Yep, go three? ahead and give the four games for the Eagles. Right. So, um, so they're doing um, uh, next week. They're they're going to be playing the Commanders. The uh, Carson Wentz not playing revenge, not getting revenge game. <laughs> right. <laughs> no revenge for Carson Wentz. Game. Getting revenge from the bench game. Yeah, from the bench. <laughs> he, he's he's good with that. Um, yeah, I have I have the Eagles picking up a win there as well. Um, okay. Uh, these are challenging games for the commanders to, you know, to, to prove some doubters by right. winning these games. Um, and then uh, the third week of November, they play the Colts. Uh, the Colts are really struggling. I don't know what that team's going to look like in two weeks. <laughs> you know, right. they're, they're, they may have a new head coach in two weeks, the way they're, they're going, but um, that chaos will probably, you know, um, benefit the Eagles. So I have them winning. Although now that I'm thinking about it, um, Colts can run the ball. They might, they may, if they can run the ball like Houston did, that could be a problem there. But I figure I, I've got them winning those two. So that's three and oh so far until they hit the Packers, who is a team that's reeling. But that's a team that uh, I don't think is going to, they have a really good defense and they don't, um, they're not going to be intimidated by Philadelphia. So um, I, I look for that to be the Eagles' first loss. Okay. So they go three and one in. In November, three and one in the month of November, yeah. and right. and eleven and zero before they lose, so right getting double digits cool. there, so that's my prediction cool. for them. All right, sounds good. 
All right, let's keep it going. We'll bounce back and forth. Let's uh, AFC East. Let's do the Jets. The Jets have um, this week, they have the Bills, um, a bye, Patriots, and Bears. Um, and I have this kind of the back down to earth kind of, um, you know, uh, uh, time for the Jets. Uh, I have the Buffalo Bills. Um, I have them losing to the Bills um, this week. Uh, they have a bye, and I have the Patriots sweeping them, so they're going to take another loss. At, and the reason, uh, you know, it's at Gillette Stadium, so that's why I have them losing that game. Um, and then I have them picking up a win uh, in Week 12 uh, against the Bears. So I have them going um, uh, one win and two losses. So I have them going one and two okay. for the for the month of November, um, and you know trying to enjoy that bye and get those uh, offensive linemen healthy. That's they've taken a lot of hits in the offensive line, so that's kind of why I probably don't need to be as hard on Zach Wilson as I have been. Um, I probably need to remember he's probably getting a lot more pressure than he has right. in, uh, in this time of his career, also. So, but they're going to have to figure out some stuff and get some guys healthy. Um, but they got a really hard Buffalo Bills game coming up um tomorrow and I, I just don't know it's gonna be rough so yeah i don't see i mean it would be a great upset i would love to see the jets beat them but i don't right see how I, it's gonna be yeah great. and actually i feel like that defense could give uh buffalo some problems there um yeah but i don't believe the offense can stay with them that's, that's what i'm saying like uh you, you, like you're not gonna i don't think buffalo is gonna uh go ahead and uh uh get score less than 20 points but that 20 points might be a challenge for the Jets to come up with Exactly, so, which I can go ahead and uh, go on to Buffalo right here. <laughs> if, um, if yeah, that's fine. That, that'd be great. Yeah. Let's go ahead and do, yeah. knock out Buffalo, right? Because they have the Jets there, and uh, um, it, it's a possibility for the for an upset. You know, that's why they play the games, and I do right. think Jets have some talent. And is this the uh, first game they played with the Bills? I don't think so. I think this. No, it is. Yeah, it is the first game. It's the play. first one with the Bills. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is the first uh, first meeting this year. Yep. Um, and this will be then they would have met the we they would have played the Dolphins, beat them, lost to the Patriots, and this is the first one with the Bills for the Jets. Right. And this is at the Jets. I yeah, I, I feel like the Jets are going to give them a better fight than what you'd expect. And this game might be a closer game than everybody expects, but yeah, it's just going to be hard to knock off Buffalo. So I have I have Buffalo winning that game. Um, the Buffalo really uh, Bills only have one team that they can lose to in this month, and that's probably going to be the Vikings. Probably because that they do have a high high power offense that could maybe uh, put up some points on uh on and, Buffalo and a decent defense that might be able to slow them down yeah. a little bit. So yeah, so this could be a dogfight too. But uh, but man, uh, Kurt, you know this is a daytime game, so that's that's going to go good for uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. But right. uh, yeah, I just uh, I'm not. Yeah, I, I have to be bullish on uh on the Bills. I think they're just. Right. They're, they're cruising right now, and until somebody can really challenge them, it, that has the horsepower of a, uh, you know, Kansas City or Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that, I think they're just going to coast through there. Uh, so that's two and zero. Oh. They play the Browns. I just don't see that as really much of a challenge. Um, and then the Lions. They wrap up the Lions. I've got the Bills going four and zero oh this month. Okay. Like, all it's right. possible that they can lose, but I'd put money that they went all four of those games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like we were talking about earlier, there's going to be some up, upsets 
Um, our job is to try to find the upsets. I don't see the upsets coming in the Bills uh, month of November. <laughs> so Because right. they're right. just not playing a team, like you said, maybe other than the Vikings, but they're not really playing a team that has the ability to um, to stick with them offensively and stop Josh Allen defensively. I just right. don't see any of these four teams being able to do that. So, yeah, and uh, that makes it rough. Another yeah. team that I have – um, I have a, also having uh, the Miami Dolphins having a perfect month, um, but of course they got a bye week in there, so I don't have them going four and zero. I actually have them going three and zero. They got the Chicago Bears this week um, in Chicago. I think that should be a win. Um, and then they got the Browns a bye week, and then they come back off of the bye against the Texans. So I think that's three teams that they should win. I mean, come on, if you. You know, um, you're yelling and talking about the playoffs and you know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, you know, you should beat um, you should beat these teams pretty easy. I think each one of them are going to be their own test. Um, I think each one of them um, has the has the potential of being a loss if Tua goes back to throwing those interceptions, making those dumb decisions. You know what I'm saying? Because the Browns can run the ball. Um, the the Browns have the best running game, you know what I'm saying, in the league, in yeah, my opinion. They do. Um, yeah, they and, got Nick Cobb. And, yeah, uh, so, yeah, their defense has really showed up. You know what I'm saying? That this past week, their defense showed up. That could be a really hard game if Tua messes it up. You see what I'm saying? And he has the potential to do it. He's done it. You know what I'm saying for for um, quarters this week. You know that even this year. So um, I don't think the Texans have a shot, uh, and I really don't think the Bears have a shot. I think the Browns have the potential to beat the Dolphins, in my opinion, if Tua gives the game away. If Tua goes out there, plays the great game like he did um, against the Lions, then there's no way that the Browns are going to win. You know what I'm saying? They're going to go there, light it up. Um, And we really need the defense to step it up too. So um, there you go. I have – the Miami Dolphins going three and O what do you got? Uh, how about the commanders? Yeah. So the uh, commanders, you know, they are playing good. Like you said, they, they've won two games in a row and that defense is just really just solid. Um, uh, have to give them a lot of respect for that. Uh, but their schedule is tough. At least it, honestly, all of it's tough, but the, um, you know, they start off with Minnesota. Uh, this is a game they could potentially win, but, I've got Minnesota winning a couple of games here, so they got to They're not losing all their games that, right. as they, as they uh, play through the NFC East here. But uh, so I have Washington losing to Minnesota in that game. Um, he could, if that was a night game, I'd pick, <laughs> I'd pick the Commanders. <laughs> I really right. would because because th- that defense is not going to be fun for Kirk Cousins. He's not going to like that defense at all. Um, right. Um, and then they have Philly, as we said, the revenge game. That's not going to really be a revenge game. I still have Philly uh, right. winning that game here. Here, so that's they start off with uh, two losses in a row, um, but then okay. they finish with uh, Houston and Atlanta. So uh, I think those are winnable games for Washington. I I I see Washington two and two out of out of. Um, uh, this okay. month, and that's the five hundred. You know, five hundred for the Commanders. Does that get them out of the cellar? Yeah, that puts them at six and six, right? That will put you know yep. that'll be uh that's not the worst record to be at, at after twelve at week thirteen. You know, if okay. you're five hundred at week thirteen, you can you can really turn it around with a little bit of luck there. And you know, like I said, a potential upset over Philly or Minnesota might even help them help them 
uh, more. So, yep, Washington, for, right. you know, exactly uh, holding down the bottom, but holding it steady. <laughs> You know, and that may change. So, <laughs> All right. You know what I mean? Yep. Like if that's the worst team uh, in the NFC yeah. East, uh, nobody wants our any part of that division. Yeah, you know. Right. Exactly. Any of those eight teams, if that's the worst you've got. So. Yep. I totally agree. Um, and I think it probably will because the only other team we have right now at the same record is the Pats. Um, I have them. Pats also have a bye in the month of November, coming the second week in November. So this week they play the Colts. Then they got the bye, Jets, and Vikings. Um, I have them going two and one. Um, so just a one game ahead of the Commanders. Um, I have them beating the Colts this week. I'm enjoying the bye. I have them, um, like I said, sweeping the Jets. And then um, I do have them losing against Minnesota um, in Minnesota. Uh, I do have them losing there. Um, so have them going two and one for the month of November. Patriots. Okay. Oh, did we lose rich? I, I can see you're frozen a little Hello? bit. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, no. Yeah. I can hear you now. Yeah. You okay. lost you. For yeah, a you're you're kind of still framing a little so. bit, but you're, you're fine. I can hear you fine. Okay. So that leaves the Cowboys, right? right? Cool. Uh, yeah. I have the pet. So I got the, Pats, uh, Cowboys and Giants. Go ahead with your Cowboys. I'll finish up with the Giants. Oh yeah, the Giants here too. Okay, uh, so the ca- Cowboys continue their uh, their tour of the NFC North because uh, the uh, wild s- scheduling by the NFL. They have the uh, Cowboys playing the Lions, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings four games in a row. We're just we're wow, just coasting through that. Yeah, it's it's, it's wild. <laughs> like, we're we're yeah, just going to be cool. hard in that division now. So uh, <laughs> we're in week two, week two of that one since um, yeah. yeah well week one was the Bears um, but that was October right so right uh, yeah no no that was October that was definitely October wait, that was October that's what I was gonna say I think the Cowboys will win this week right uh, <laughs> yeah they will they will <laughs> yeah they're gonna blow them out they're gonna they're gonna pad their stats there that's for sure um, yeah so the right but we then we come off the bye there and. Uh, uh, Face the Packers, yeah. Um, right. Who's always been a nemesis? Aaron Rodgers is a nemesis. The Cowboys. He's he's won so many big games against us. It's it's disgusting. But um, but this could be this could be a little bit of a payback for you know the Cowboys to uh, uh, go in there and uh, knock off Aaron Rodgers while they're reeling. And it is the uh, Mike McCarthy revenge game. Uh, okay. his, his, his first trip back to uh, Green Bay as the coach of another team. Uh, so I actually have, I actually have the Cowboys winning this game fairly easily or not easily, but I, they're going to pull it. They'll pull out a, a comfortable win. I think okay. it's the Packers. And then the Vikings, I think will be a little bit of a shootout, shootout dog fight, but I got to say, I think the Cowboys are um, like, they're going to come off that bye week. And um, th- this was the last, at this point last season, the Cowboys were riding pretty high and then they came back and we lost to Denver and kind you know, kind of went into a slump and never really had that. We peaked in, you know, early November last right. year. So, but right. with that, with so much time and with uh, uh, the team that we've gotten the way that they're playing, I really feel like they're, they're still on the ascent ascension 
I guess they're still ascending. So uh, right. I've got them going undefeated in November three and zero. Okay, three and zero, same as the Dolphins. Keep keeping pressure on Philly for that NFC East title. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty amazing. You have them going three and zero, just like the Dolphins, but play three a lot, uh, three teams that are a lot harder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would much yeah. rather play the Bears, Browns, and Texans. Um, to go three and zero than I would the Packers, Vikings, and Giants. <laughs> right. Well, so, it feels a lot better with uh, knowing we've got Dak Prescott there, who's getting better every game. So uh, exactly, and, exactly. And, and he's that, starting to starting to play like his, you know, like Dak Prescott. He's getting his stride. So uh, right. Uh, I think as long as our defense holds up, I mean, it's going to be really challenging for teams to beat Cowboys at this moment. Unless you're both, totally unless you're both yeah, yeah, Kansas City, possibly Philly. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with you with the three and oh, um, you know, it's there's going to be upsets. We we need to try to find those upsets. And what I was wondering is, um, do you think those upsets really um, is not an upset of uh, bringing us back to reality? And Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers actually start playing like Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers and start winning some damn games. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It seems like they have to bounce back. They have to bounce back sometime, right? I mean, he's he's two-time MVP. You know what I'm saying? I mean, back-to-back MVP coming off of back-to-back MVP. I mean, he has to start. He has to gel. They have to come. And, and you know, I, I just got a feeling it's the second half of this season. They're going to come back and get some wins. Um, and that, that could possibly one big one. You know, that could be a big yeah. one. That could be huge for them. Um, to start that, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So you can really, see, you can really see that he does not trust his receivers receiving at all. Floor there, uh, at it, all. And, and I don't understand man. why their defense has struggled so bad. Because right. Their they've, defense they've is a good defense. defense. Yeah. On, yeah. On the paper, it's on paper, it's a good defense. Yeah. They oh, just yeah. Have struggled really bad. Yeah. So I don't understand well, it. Um, I'm just thinking yeah. maybe that that you know maybe that. Uh, but I do, I do think like I think. And underachieving Aaron Rodgers there is not helping your defense either. And by underachieving exactly. Aaron That's Rodgers, I mean true. like he's not putting up the points that he tip, that you typically get from exactly him. four touchdowns to exactly. every interception. Right. Yeah. Um, I think um, unlike the other New York team, I think the New York Football Giants. I think the NFL might might have messed up on their scheduling. They they because they gave them three bye weeks back to back. I don't understand. It's <laughs> right, by right. Texans Lions, uh, you know, by Texans Lions. Could that yeah. be three bye weeks back to back? I'm just kidding. Um, of course, we're talking about the New York Football Giants. I definitely am kidding because you know how they play football. They play football of letting the other team stay involved, making it a close game to the end. Somebody stepping up at the end to win the game. Um, well, they they've done it. <laughs> they've done it. This you know this. This year so far, a bunch of times. <laughs> um, I think these are going to be a little bit easier. This is the the part of the schedule right here in these two games, Texans and Lions. I want to see the Giants change that um, thought about them. I want to see them go in, dominate games, take a quick lead, and not let the team come back. That's what I want to see against the Texans. That's what I want to see against the Lions. I want to see that defense dominate these two teams. I want to see their offense run the ball down these three, these two um, teams' throat. You know, with Saquon Barkley, um, Daniel Jones, 
and just making strong victories here is what I would like to see. Not even close games. Um, then you could, then I'm like, Oh, that's why the giants are six, you know, have won six games this year. <laughs> that's why. Okay. That kind of makes sense. Um, you know what I'm saying? And so that's what I want to see, even though they're, you know, whatever lesser opponents or whatever, these are NFL games. And either one of these teams have the ability by far to beat the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, so, yeah, I, always and then I like- have, I do have them taking the loss though against the Cowboys um, in Dallas. So I have them going two and one. Go ahead. What were you saying? Well, yeah. Speaking of that game, Dallas has lost four Thanksgiving games in a row. Uh, and that's going to be a Thanksgiving game. So um, hopefully <laughs> that streak is over. But uh, I always feel like the Giants right. are uh, about to, you know, hit midnight and turn into a pumpkin again, kind of thing. But uh, right. uh, yeah, with that schedule, they could, they could do, they could keep that pace going, you know. Uh, yeah, definitely, you know. definitely. So, I mean, they, yeah. you know, the Texans, Texans and Lions. Hey, two and one for the month of November. That's pretty good, you know. What oh I'm yeah, saying? So, okay. that's that's still playing at a high level. Uh, exactly. That's still, you know, those are those are putting playoff pressure for teams like green Bay, you know, right, uh, exactly green Bay, you know, that, that division might not get a wild card. If the Cowboys, the Eagles and the giants all make the playoffs, you know, uh, that puts pressure on the Arizona Cardinals right. and the teams that are vying for that wild card spot, you know? So yeah. Exactly. Uh, the NFC East playing, uh, just blowing up everybody's playoffs ch- uh, dreams, <laughs> you know, through, right, exactly. Throughout the whole season exactly. so far, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard to keep Giants out of the playoffs at this point unless they just melt down. And I totally agree. Your schedule might not let them. I totally agree. So, yep, um, exactly. Kind of, you know, yeah, pretty cool. All right, everybody, that was the NFL East November preview. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, once again, make sure to follow the show, y'all. Follow the show. Go to go to um, Podbean, um, subscribe, check it out. Podbean has uh, thousands and thousands of podcasts you can choose from. Pretty cool um, app. Uh, but you can, you can listen to the podcast anywhere you want. Spot, you know, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, just uh, wherever. We, we, we are everywhere. NFL East podcast is literally everywhere. And you know where we are? We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube right now. There's people watching us on YouTube. Hey, YouTube. Awesome. Um, we go live every show. We go live on on YouTube. Uh, make sure you guys make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I'm on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. Um, cool, Rich, man. Uh, yeah, the scheduling stuff, uh, better late than never, like you said. Um, we, have, you know, we've had some personal scheduling stuff I have going on and so we we are what what we're going to try to do is at least have one podcast every week where we can um take a look at the week that that has passed and takeaways from the east and of course um take a look um you know forward in games of the week so we're at least going to be doing that every week we're going to try to stick have two podcasts a week we don't know if that's going to be able to happen um we will have one um so be watching out for us and you know, we'll probably get do a little bit better on getting out there on social media, on our social media. So make sure you're following um, Rich uh, at uh, East NFL, and we'll be putting out announcing beforehand when we're going to be going live. Um, it looks like Saturdays might be the one that works for everybody. Um, of course, we're waiting to hear from NFL boy Brandon too, and he's working on his schedule. So we're all trying to 
get together. Uh, we love the podcast. We're going to keep it going. Um, kind of sucks, you know. Uh, half, we got some injuries going on over here in NFL East, man. We got some injuries halfway through. <laughs> right. Yeah, the podcast <laughs> injuries, I know, right? <laughs> right, exactly, man. We need we need everybody to get healthy, man. Yeah. So uh, yeah. we're working on it. Uh, just yeah, that add with us. So. Yeah, to add to that, uh, we, it's always fun when Brandon's here. So, uh, oh, yeah. Oh, man. More we just miss, exactly. Miss NFL boy Brandon. Um, so yeah. we, we, that's what we're trying to figure out a time that will work with everybody with, uh, you know, schedules changing. He's trying to change his schedule. My schedule just got switched. So we're just, we're trying to figure it all out. But um, I think, uh, are you firing up the barbecue here in just a few? What are you doing? What are we going to drink um, some beer? Um, yeah, I'll tell you about it in a second, but uh, I'm not doing the barbecue. I'm uh, making chili, so hopefully, oh, hopefully you can be yeah. down with that. So yeah. it's on the stove right now. So yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. In well, fact, I gotta go check good. out of here. So all right. Well, uh, I think we're good until next week. How, how do you feel? You got any last words? Uh, yeah. Let's uh, more football is all right. That's what there I say. All got, right. Got a big got a big Sunday coming up, even though. Your boys are on by. We got some good games coming up. So yeah, I, I don't have to stress about any games except for you know what's on my fantasy. So <laughs> yeah, that's always a, that's always a good week. Yeah, so. I deserve it. I feel like I deserve a bye week here. So, <laughs> so yeah. all right, man. All right, everybody. Until next week. Yeah.